everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And my name is Matt. And we like to start the show off every single week before we get into the news and Q&A and everything with weekly food lesson. Yeah, and, and we new segment here. Well, yeah. we, we try to teach John how to be less of an animal and kind of sometimes we're broadening his palate on stuff he hasn't ate before and sometimes we're just teaching him how to eat stuff that he's been eating his entire life yet still does not know how to consume. Yep, and actually Nachos was the winner because we let you guys vote on what we eat each week. Uh, this was Uncle V's idea, I gotta give all the credit to him. And mm -hmm. I put cheesy bread on there thinking more people would be into that because I wanted some cheesy well, bread. There's, there's no way cheesy bread can be a mess. You've seen me eat cheesy bread. Do you remember the cheesy bread incident down here in me, you, Danielle, and Faith? When I was down here and, I'm, and I was ripping it apart and it was all disgusting? Oh, that's right, because you just, you squeeze it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's greasy. Like, like it's played up. Well, it wouldn't be if you didn't just <laughs> squeeze it. Yeah, that's true. It's not Play-Doh or a stress reliever. Uh, so you know those, like, stress reliever balls you, you squeeze while you're doing something on the computer or watching TV? Well, that's what he does with his cheesy bread. So yeah, And then you bite it. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> but anyway. You um, guys picked nachos by a very close margin over pizza. Yep. So we got actually Senor Taco. It's a local restaurant by us, nachos. Mm -hmm. We're going to go with either this, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Matt said the neighborhood nachos from Applebee's yes, are pretty good. Yes, the neighborhood nachos are very good. But we got these. So what I think we're going to do is we'll, we'll do uh, we'll, we'll dive into this. We'll, we'll, I've never even had this, so there's beans in here, so I'm not thrilled about that. And they look like they don't. They're like weird skin color. I don't know. But this is like an authentic Mexican, Mexican restaurant. restaurant. So this is like real food versus. Well, Taco Bell's the best. Well, Taco Bell's fake also. But anyway. But the best. So instead of eating this entire time, because I know not everyone wants to listen to us eat, we'll do a quick segment where we're gonna try it. We'll watch John make a fucking mess because he's a slob, and then we will. Uh, we're gonna cut. And then we'll come back after we have finished eating this off camera to continue the show. Yep, sounds about right. So I'm going to dive right in. If you dive right in. Now, if you don't mind. That is crazy. Now, you didn't think to maybe just have this over you so you don't spill nothing, right? No. That was never a thought. Nope. Okay. All right. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, it's in your lap already. First bite. <laughs> That's insane. But well, let's see. I, I'm, I'm you got to try it too. They you are feel? very soggy, which I was worried about. Got sour cream on my hands, though. Mm -hmm. mm. What do you think? You haven't even had them yet. I have not had it yet. And you know what? Nachos, there's no way to really be clean about nachos. Exactly. So. However, <laughs> you are finding a way to make it messier than I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What do you think? They're pretty good. Pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I wish I didn't have to eat around the beans, though. Try the beans. You might like them. Yeah. Not a big bean guy myself. There's a green chip in there. Look at that. Well, they have green red. They have the colored dyed chips that, you know, the fancy places do. As I mentioned with the neighborhood nachos from Applebee's, it's more of a cheese sauce where this looks like well, shredded cheese on top. Well, look, there's cheese sauce right there. Right, okay. So there's some cheese sauce on there. Yep. But oh my God, I just feel chip. like once we get through the, the top layer... That's the problem with nachos. Like, mm. unless they're done correctly, it's only really the top layer. And then it's kind of just chips. Yep. Yeah, well, I don't. I know you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, I Think You Should Leave Now with Tim Robinson. There's a thing where they order nachos together, and the girl he's with keeps taking all the nachos with the meat and cheese, and he's just getting stuck with the leftovers, you know, with a little bit of meat and a little bit of cheese. And he asked the guy to go up to them and tell the table uh -huh. that if you guys are going to split the nachos, there's a rule that everybody should have equal amounts of meat and cheese. <laughs> There's a girl he's on a date with. Yeah, I saw that. 
If you've never seen I Think You Should Leave, you gotta check that one out. Because I think that's a great underrated show. And I just think that you should definitely see that if you haven't seen it yet. Tim Robinson is truly, truly underrated as a comedian. I wish you guys could just see his lap. <laughs> you know what? I'll give him, it's, it's not the worst I've seen. No. Now, <clears throat> I expected a little bit worse, but I, mean, I, I think that if this was hot, <laughs> that's like, crazy. Right? Well, it's all stuck together, so you got to like kind of in. Now, you're using five fingers. No, I got the whole, well, if you Well, you're not using the pinky. Okay, it's in your palm. Let's see. You well, see, it's, yeah, I just, I'm just using the three. The three technique, the bean on the, yeah, there we go. All right, see, I'm taking care of everything. It's not that much of a mess. So I hope you guys enjoyed our new segment. I'm going to start calling it Eating with Matt and John. And I think we can think of something better than that. Well, yeah, we probably can. But this is all building up to the big show that we're going to actually have to do outside. This will probably be in the summer sometime because Matt said I'm not allowed to eat them down here. Um, that's wings. Yeah. Because that's the stuff of legend from what other people say. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way I will let you eat wings even in my house. That's fucked up. No, it's not. And now I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've ever actually eaten wings in your house. Yeah, and you won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it outside so I can hose you off. No, we'll have the hose ready because, yeah, now I'm going to be a mess. Uh, I remember I got wings with a guy I worked with a couple of years ago, and he still talks about it because of how messy the table was afterwards. Now, one thing I like that they did is they added extra chips on the side. So now you can go in and scoop. So now you can go in and scoop mm -hmm. all the... Um, Extras. Well, all the soggy stuff that you would normally have a problem with. Yeah, because the chips underneath are soggy. But if you guys want to vote or you have some ideas of food you want to see for next week's episode, leave those in the comments section below because I just picked the four foods that I wanted to eat this week. But mm -hmm. if you guys have anything that you think that I'm going to just make a mess of. Well, I think we, can, with the exception of cheesy bread, I think we'll leave burger on there. Yeah, burger was close and so was pizza. I really? voted burger. Cheesy bread got nothing. I think it had 6% of the vote. No one wanted to see me eat cheesy bread. Because no one in the world thinks it's possible to make a mess eating cheese bread. Well, I can prove you wrong. I can make a mess out of eating anything. There's not even sauce on it. You dip, I guess. But. It's very greasy. Well, we're going to finish this up. We'll be back in, well, and, you're, and for you guys, we'll be back in a blink of an eye. All right, we're back. We and actually, are back. And yes. now we got beer. I grabbed this because Matt wanted to try it. Uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Beer. So if anyone is familiar with wrestling... El Segundo, El Segundo Brewing Company, Steve Austin's Broken Skull, American Lager. Mm -hmm. So it's a regular old Steve Weiser. It is. Steve Austin, if I remember, used to drink either Budweiser or Miller Lights when he mm -hmm. was slamming them or together. Coors or just, well, he, he's mentioned that before in some podcasts I heard him talk about. It was just the, the sponsors of the time or whatever. Oh, whatever the sponsor was, and they yeah. would just toss him the beer. I guess uh -huh. that makes sense. Yeah, let's pop so. them open and see how they are. Tastes like a, you know, like a Budweiser. It's pretty good, actually. A Budweiser, but it's mixed with an IPA. Because this is still an IPA. It still has, like, a somewhat hoppy, hard finish, but not terrible. Like, I can drink this. So what is the alcohol? It's only 4.9%. It's a little more than a normal beer, but nothing yeah, terrible. Nothing terrible. I think it tastes pretty damn good, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, that's drinkable mm -hmm. compared to a regular IPA. Yeah, I like that. I like but, that a lot. But it's not something you drink all day. You're not crushing a case of these. No, and they only come in four packs. Yeah, no. No, it's, you can't. It's not an endurance beer like a Bud Light where you get a 30-pack. Yeah, and just start cranking them in the sun. Or right. in my case, in the shade because I ain't going in the fucking sun. Uh, anyway, so let's... Uh, dive into the news. Dive into the news. Right off the top. So there was really not much news except for one... I saw a lot of shout... Scream Factory That's stuff. the big stuff. Shout and Scream Factory okay. stuff. And the big one that Scream Factory announced is the Creep Show. Is that Creep Show is coming to 4K? Now, I believe I have Creep Show two from Arrow Video. I believe, right? and that would make sense because they also announced Creep Show three just on its own, which I've never seen. Creep Show three. I've only me seen either. I've only seen part two, and that's like one of those anthology ones where it's just a bunch of short, short stories. Yeah, yeah and well, uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, there were some good ones in there, some some stinkers. I don't know if <laughs> the same team did Creepshow 2 that did Creepshow 1 off the top of my head. Creepshow 1 was done by Stephen King and George A. Romero. Okay. That was them teaming up. And uh, I mean, I can go get it. I, mean, I could just look it up right here if you instead of doing that. Well, I could, yeah, so Creepshow 2, according to this, it was the screenplay was done by, and based on, so this one was directed by Mar Michael Gomick. Okay, yep, I have it right here. Whereas the first creep show, it says the director was George A. Romero. Yeah, so this was directed by Michael Garnick, but it's based on stories by Stephen King, screenplays by George Romero. So it's still them kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, so <laughs> this is the Arrow Video one with the, it's got reversible uh, artwork in there, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. I like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I watched this. I, I I enjoyed it, so I will probably definitely pick up part one. Oh yeah, you'll love part one. I think part one's great. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of anthology movies. They have to be done really well. Right. I, mean, I know you like Body Bags from uh, John Carpenter. I didn't see yeah. that one yet. There's not. There's a handful that I do enjoy. Yeah, it's um, hit or miss though. It is. It is. Yeah. And then another one that got announced. I've never seen this movie. It's coming to 4K, but you own it, and that's Motel Hell. Mm, yeah, that's a... 1980, so just out of the 70s. Right, so it's... So it feels like the 70s still? Yeah, um, I don't want to... I wouldn't say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but if you've seen the movie before, maybe you can kind of understand where, I, where I'm getting at. It's kind of got, like, sort of the same vibe to it, but... Um, like dark and gritty, kind of hot. Yeah, and but it just takes a weird fucking turn. Really? And, yeah, it's a little strange. Um, I was pretty excited for that. I think I have the Steelbook. Uh, I guess it's a Blu-ray if that's the 4K that's coming out. I uh, I was a little disappointed when I first saw it, and I'm not in a rush to watch that again, so you can grab that 4K if you'd like. I, I kind of want to see it. I don't, I've never seen it before, and I, the cover looks great for it. You know, mm. Screen Factory usually does good jobs on their covers. So. Now, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, can you bring up that cover? Because I want to see what that looks like real quick, because I think it's designed... Yes, it is. Okay, so if without seeing the movie, that's out of context. Does it make sense, though? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've never seen it. Another movie I got excited for that's coming to Blu-ray, and I thought it was a movie that it's not, and that's Private Parts. I, what with... Uh, You're thinking of Howard, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. That's not what it is. Like, there, there was another movie called Private Parts. I thought it was the Howard Stern Private Parts. I've never seen that. Private Parts? Yeah. Fucking great. I love that movie. Paul is G it? Yeah, Paul Giamatti is amazing in that movie. Really? WNBC. WNBC. 
NBC. Why WNBC. What kind of movie is that? It's I, I just remember the covers like him Howard naked, Stern, naked in the city. As, a, as a giant. You probably saw that in my stepdad's office. He had the poster hanging in his office. Maybe he was yeah. a huge Howard Stern guy. That's how I found out about. It. Then my I saw Private Part. That Howard. Shout out to Howard Stern. He's still going. Like the original podcaster. Pretty much. And know? but that's what Private Part's about. It's about his childhood and then becoming a broadcast. Basically everything up until before he became famous. So like when he worked for NBC, uh, basically growing up in Washington, I don't know if he grew up in Washington, but working in Washington, D.C., and then blowing up. Okay. So, but he plays himself through the whole movie. Okay. So it's really fucking funny. I think actually it's a very underrated 90 movie, but no, that's not what this is. I've never heard of this 1994 private parts, so that's not what that is. There's also a big collection coming. It says the Shaw Brothers Classics. It looks like a series of martial arts films. Now, is this connected to the Shaw Scope? Probably. Okay. More than likely. Which I still do not know what that is. I'm just, I, I'm aware of that, and I know it came out recently. Well, there's, 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 there's these genre film fans who like martial arts films. There's people who just like low-budget noir, low-budget horror, like real low-budget stuff, and like they just like all the series of them. Like, mm. it doesn't even matter if they're good or bad. Like, you know how many Godzilla movies there are? Like, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you might not have seen them all, but like, right. there's an original Godzilla versus Kong, and... Right, right. You know, yep. you know, just go. So you got these compilations for these kinds of people. And then the last one was Strangler, which is uh, about a serial killer. And I believe it came out in the early 50s. And okay. Movies, yeah, they didn't have many serial killer movies like that back then. No. The movie M from 1931, I think, might have been the first, but I could be wrong on that. But that was really it as far as the big announcements. Now, there was a rumor I want to talk to you about because it's the second time I've heard this. And that is for 7 coming to 4K this year. Okay, I saw that you put the... Put this in the album for stuff to talk about. Yes, that now, that steelbook, which is definitely fake. It was posted on April first, which is April Fool's Day. Was it I, posted on April? See, I didn't see it on April first. I think you fell for it. I heard from somebody else. This is the second time. That's why I didn't report on it the first time. This well, because I saw something else on uh, April first, and it was Terminator One and Two by Arrow. Video. I've, but I've seen that one before. Yeah. I've seen that one. I've, uh, uh, that one hurts still. Because Arrow Video would do a perfect job uh, on the Terminator. Because uh, they did RoboCop, which is I Orion. Know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. One we, day, maybe. I want that so bad. But yeah, I don't know if that's coming or not this year. I remember 7 was one of the ones that uh, 20th Century Fox did the 4K transfer on that's just sitting there with Disney. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. And speaking of which, I wanted to ask you this, uh, because we promised on this channel from what we heard that the James Cameron 4Ks were coming by March. Well, now it's April. Oh, uh, yeah, and no word about that. No right? word. Uh, Films at Home, Jeff, he reviewed the digital version of uh, Avatar, Avatar 2. Um, but no physical announcement announced at all yet still. So I don't know what's going on with I that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's yeah, I guess something's cooking. Right? Maybe. We um, don't know. I don't know. You would think maybe. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know if maybe it's something to do with the, the frame rate because it's a variable frame rate on the movie so that they probably want to try and bring that to 4K. Well, I wonder how you do that because on like a budget TV, would that work? I don't know. That's why I'm wondering if that's what's holding up the physical release of that. What, what is the high frame rate? 60? Well, this, the uh, Avatar 2 floated between 24 and 48, but it was variable. So some scenes would be in 24, some scenes they would adjust as they were going to 40, and you would notice it while right. you were watching it. That's why I'm, I'm actually glad that you're going to do the review because it, it's stunning as far as visuals go. And you'll see the frame rate, like, it, it's incredible, but... Mm. 
you know, I'm guessing that's what's holding up the physical release, is getting that on a disc. Yeah. And then maybe you have to turn it on and off if you don't have the equipment that's... I could be wrong. I'm yeah, just taking I a guess. Know. I guess we'll see when uh, when it comes out. If it comes out. If it al- comes out. Along with The Abyss and True Lies. and uh, I just, James Cameron, we need more 4Ks, man. Yeah, what are you doing? On. Come on, Jim. You're killing us. Come on, Jim. And then also... Our friend Rico Gomez made us aware of a few sales this week, and we wanted Rico. to break. Yeah, Rico. He always lets us know. He emails us about when things go on sale, and Kino Lorber is having this spring sale right now. I grabbed uh, Taking a Pelham One Two Three on 4K and Clockers, a Spike Lee movie. That was only ten bucks. <coughs> Good get. So. Good get. But if you guys want to go and grab those, that sale's going on until April twenty fourth. But I think. Mm-hmm. From what Rico said, if that stuff does go out, like say they sell through their stock on that, you don't get the sale price anymore, which makes sense. What do you mean? Like if it, hey pal, you just blowing. F- they sell through everything and it's like you know out of stock. Right. Then the sale's done for that. Gotcha. Okay. So I see. that makes sense. And also, I think he also said Groove has a sale going on this weekend. Groove always has a sale. Groove always has something, but it's Easter, yeah. uh, so it's actually to tell you guys are watching this. If you are watching it, Happy Easter. If happy you sell, Easter. If you celebrate. Uh, but yeah, and then also Arrow has an Easter sale, I think, for the month also, I mm. saw. So, a lot of sales going on. If you guys want to grab some of that stuff, save you some money. And Rico, we really appreciate you trying to help us save some money. I don't think Matt got anything in any of these sales. Yeah, I, I, I stay on top of a lot of that stuff. I see a lot of the, the stuff he emails us, and, uh, I... Well, Kino Lover doesn't feel s- like your brand, Yeah, that's another thing, is a lot, a lot of that is not really... My thing, but I'm actually pretty happy with what I got right now. There's not too much I really got my eyes on. That's what I was having a hard time with, because with Groove, with their 4K sales, I already have pretty much all the 4Ks from them that I want. Right, right. Because those are mostly studio universal releases. Mm -hmm. So those stuff goes on sale for every holiday as it is anyway. And previous holidays, I've grabbed most of the studio 4Ks that I want. Right. It's boutique stuff that I need on sale. That's yeah. why Kino Lorber coming in and I can get Take of a Pelham 123 for 17 bucks. That's a steal. Yeah, that's good. Great so, movie. <clears throat> Love yeah. that movie. You like both of them. Yeah, I do. I do. Right? And uh, what's it called? Uh, Tony Scott did the remake, right? Sure did. So, Tony My Scott. My boy Denzel's in there. Yeah, we got a Denzel question today. So. Oh, fantastic. And why don't you show them that thing you got from Vinegar Syndrome? Because right, I wanted right. this right, and it right. went out. It sold one of the fastest things to ever sell through Vinegar Syndrome. Golden Era. This is a document. I have not watched it yet. Documentary on the Nintendo 64 game. Now I'm looking at this. It looks like I like that they made the cover look like an N64 cover. If you guys remember back in the day, then you undo it. Look, it's the game underneath. On the back, the game. Really awesome, and it's got that nice Vinegar Syndrome thick cover on it that I like. <laughs> yes, and I just like how like close it is to an N64. Thing. Like it shows you like the number of players, the platform it's for. It's got the the Nintendo seal on it, so the, it's like a one for one. It's really cool. And then when you open up, like John said, the Blu-ray thing, it actually looks like an N64 cart. So it's even got the screws on the back, like yep. an N64, which, which is, is really, really cool. Actually, this has a price. I paid twenty bucks for this puppy. Did you? Uh, yeah. I'm about to ruin the game for you and everybody else with this cover. Uh, if you guys look, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed this. Somebody ruined this for me, and I'm going to ruin it for you guys. His hand wrapped around the gun. It looks like an extension of his mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I until someone that. pointed that out, it just looks like they rolled a magnifying glass over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it, like the Joker almost. Yeah. Like 
yeah. big cheeks. <laughs> yeah, so but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to check this out. Um, I uh, can't wait to watch this because I was a gigantic GoldenEye fan as a kid. This was a giant part of my childhood. I played the shit out of this. Multiplayer at my friend, slaps only, temple, come on. GoldenEye, one of the best multiplayer I games I think you ever. know how good I was at GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't, did we ever play Nintendo 64 together? We played N64 together. Yeah. We were mostly PlayStation together, but yeah. I had go. I had an N64. Well, I had an Nintendo 64 at my mom's. I had an N64 never, at my dad's. At your dad's. <laughs> yeah, so. We, we, yeah, never. divorced parents. That's how it was. You got a console at each one to try yeah. and make. So I remember I had a PS2 at my mom's, but I had an Xbox at my dad's, yeah. but I never could bring them to each. Like, yeah. they both go, like, Oh, you can't take that here to your mom's house, you can't take that to your dad's house. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so I played Halo on the weekends, I played Grand Theft Auto during the week. Yeah, so <laughs> that's just how it went. So, we hope you guys enjoy those sales because there is a bunch going on for Easter and everything like that. So, after your Easter egg hunts, you can go and grab some. Blu-rays and do some Blu-ray hunting. There you go. Yeah. Good transition. Right? And, uh, you know, we're going to dive right into the questions because there is a lot of them and because there wasn't as much, much news. And uh, got yeah. a full, I got a full tummy right now, so. You got a full tummy on, on the nachos? On the nachos, yeah. yeah. Well, I also had a smoothie from Tropical Smoothie earlier today. Um, okay. And a peanut butter <clears throat> blast. And it was a blast. So, so I, I actually, I, I just want to mention that um, to get ready for... Guardians of the Galaxy. Cause oh I, yeah, you did want to talk about because I I feel like I missed out on some of the past Marvel movies in theaters because like that's the place to see a Marvel movie is the theater. So I am currently running through a full complete Marvel watch through. I just did Iron Man, Hulk, and Iron Man Two, which which great movie. It's the I, worst Marvel no, MCU movie there no, is. No, Iron Man 2 is great. I hate Iron Man that 2. That is crazy. Mickey Rourke is horrible in that movie. Even Wrong. Robert Downey Jr. He's still great as Iron Man, but I feel like he takes a step back. We changed nah. to Don Shields from, you know. That's the big, my Terrence biggest Howard. issue. Yes, that and um, Edward Norton with the Hulk thing. That bothers me. But I'm actually really enjoying, I'm going to watch, uh, after filming this, I'm going to watch Thor tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm trying to crush all the Marvel stuff, because I haven't seen Eternals, Shang-Chi, Wakanda, and the new Ant-Man. So I'm going to watch everything up to those, check those out, and get ready to see uh, Guardians in theaters. Guardians, I'm hoping, can write the ship since Endgame, because unfortunately I feel like it's been hit or miss. I really like Shang-Chi, I really liked Wakanda forever. But unfortunately, I did not like the most recent Ant-Man. I think Eternals is atrocious. And I love Chloe Zhao, the director of that. She's great. That scares me, actually, because Ant-Man is, like, one of my favorites of all You know what? You won't have the big... The origin movies. You're going to like Ant-Man. I already know you are. I had a big problem with the CGI, and that just never takes you out of a movie. Yeah, so, it... like, for me, <laughs> it, I can't unfocus on the fact that the background looks like it was rendered horribly. <laughs> like, it just... It... It really takes me right out of a movie. Yeah. I have a hard, hard time with that. It's just because, like, it, like, yeah, I'm supposed to defy my belief, but if it looks like a real person in a fake world, I don't know. I get rat. I can't take it. It's a hard thing. It's just me. I know that not everyone has that problem, and I feel bad shitting on the people doing the work because I know they're having a hard time, mm. but... I can't sit here and lie and say I like it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm working on a full Marvel watch through, and I think I'm going to do a short on each movie as I watch them. So I'll, I'll dump Iron Man, Hulk, and two soon, and then I'll do each one as I watch them. 
And we're also doing our Fast and Furious watch through as well. Mm -hmm. And so, then uh, uh, we're working on them. We'll work our way back to the Bond ones. If not, maybe I'll do some on my own. So give Matt a little bit of a break. And that way, because also on this week on the channel, we have no new 4Ks coming out. Yeah, so you know, I we, think we this, got plenty of time. This upcoming week, I think we should double up on Fast and Furious. Yeah. Because well, we need to double up at least one week to so line So we'll watch two of those this Fast week. Okay. And that's another thing is... Are we going to do the next move? Because we just did Too Fast, Too Furious. We're doing four next. Because the only... We're going to do four. The comments, the ones that we... People who commented said to do it do in story, story order. order. Not, so, not release. Which I'm fine with that because I was dreading Tokyo Drift. Because I love Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Well, good but, for you. Because uh, I don't. But I'm actually excited to watch four again because... Four, I remember my last watch through. I liked it the first time I saw it. And the last watch through, I didn't love it. So we'll see how it goes this time. Mm. I love the opening, though. That's when we get down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the Grand National. I love that, though. The, honestly, that's an awesome scene. Slamming it in reverse and grabbing the, the oil tanks. Yeah. Ah, no, that's cool. I'm yeah, looking very, forward to very that. Very cool, very cool. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. So this week's Too Fast, Too Furious, if you want to watch along. I saw some, I think it was either... James or somebody said that they were going to only, uh, they just did a rewatch, so they're just going to follow along on the reviews, which we now, really appreciate. So also while I'm at work driving around all day, I listen to podcasts as well. So I listen to Kind of Funny a lot. And uh, so I'm re-listening to, I already listened to all their Fast and Furious ones, but I'm listening to them again as I'm re-watching them. So they discussed a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow. That's the got Han in it from Yes, I yes. know about this movie. So I actually have it in my cart on Amazon. I feel like I told There's you about this. Yeah, I, I don't I know it's like a spin-off kind of, right? Well, no, it's it's more of a, a prequel. So it's it's the character of Han before he went to before Fast and Furious. But he's not the star, if I'm correct. He's just a character no, yeah, in the movie. No, yeah, he's just a character in the movie, but his name is Han and all that stuff. That's pretty so. cool. Han's had a, quite an arc in the Fast and... We'll discuss it as we go on, because his yeah, arc so is I pretty crazy. I think I'm going to pick that up, and then I have to check which one of my discs, because I think I have it, but there's Los Bandineros, uh, or whatever it is. It's like a 20-minute short directed by Vin Diesel that ties, I guess... Six in Tokyo Drift? No, I think that it leads up to four. Uh, and explains... Because, yeah, he does disappear after one. Yeah, it explains a lot of that. Okay, and interesting. And how, how he met Han and all that stuff. All right. Looking for... Yeah, actually, that's actually interesting. I never really... Because he does know Han, and they never did go into the best. Well, there's a short. All right, awesome. And, all right, we're going to dive into the Q&A. And our first question was on... Last week's episode, William Thomas asked us, which movie stars you wish had more 4Ks? And my answer, I knew immediately. I don't know if you know who I'm about to pick. Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks actually has a lot of movies on 4K. Okay. I'm picking Michael Keaton. Because from what I can find, the only Michael Keaton movies on 4K are Batman, Batman Returns, and Beetlejuice. And those are all Warner Brothers, and those are all Tim Burton. So they're really only just because of Tim Burton. Those are the important ones, though. Michael Keaton? Are you kidding me? It's the only <clears throat> movies I know him for. Okay, well, well, okay, first of all, you got My Life. Never seen it. Uh, Spotlight, Birdman. Those are all great 4Ks. Uh, Pacific They're Heights. Great 4Ks? No, good movies. Oh. Pacific Heights. That deserves it. Jack Frost. You've seen Jack Frost from 1998. Okay, that doesn't need to be on 4K. No, that doesn't need to be on 4K. But I'm just saying, none of these movies, which are great, uh, Johnny. Johnny, was it Johnny Be Bad? Or, no, Johnny Dangerously from the 80s. Night Shift. All those movies don't have 4Ks. Uh, what was the movie he did? He was a car dealer. Fuck. Uh, let me. Really? I love Michael Keaton. I, was, I like Michael Keaton too, but I like Batman. 
Yeah, he is Batman, yeah, but he's also he's also a great actor in everything he's in. I mean, uh, Michael Batman Keaton. and Beetlejuice. That's Michael Keaton to me, but and <sighs> and the Chief and uh, other guys. Oh yeah, he's great. I love <laughs> Shake your dicks. This pissing contest is over. <laughs> well, I want to throw him a thank you. It looks like they put some sort of varnish <laughs> or some finish. seal on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Remember, creep, creep. <laughs> You don't say creep creep unless you're talking about TLC. <laughs> Listen, guys, don't don't go don't, don't go chasing waterfalls. Hey guys, you here for the new bath mats? <laughs> I love it. Michael Keaton is great in that. Yeah. I don't care what you say. The other guy's awesome. Do you have any actors you think deserve more 4Ks that you uh, are um, a fan of? Um Denzel has a good amount of 4Ks. I yeah, Denzel was the first I, I thought of because there's also a stack that is not on blue uh, 4K. Yeah, there's a lot of Blu-rays. It's a lot of Blu-rays. Um, so I guess Denzel would be my answer. You know, um, I would love to see the Take It to Pelham One Two Three remake on uh, on, on 4K. Tony Scott's gotten a lot of 4Ks, so it would be smart for him to get some more of that. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? The the train one. Unstoppable? Oh, Unstoppable. Quentin now, Tarantino's movie. He loves that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. He, um, that should be on 4K. That would be uh, a good 4K. Chris Pine too. Yes. Um, what's another Denzel movie I just watched? Flight? Did you finally watch Flight? No, I didn't watch Flight yet. What's the bank one? Oh, Inside Man. Inside Man. That'd be a cool one. Spike Lee, speaking of directors who don't have enough 4Ks, Spike Lee has not a lot of movies. I just Like I just said, I just bought Clockers on Blu-ray. I'm holding out for his movies on 4K. I think all we have is Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing. Does oh, Arnold? Black Clansman. How about Arnold? Uh, well, yeah. What do we got? T2 and Running Man. Is that it? Predator. Predators on 4K, but I yeah, mean, I feel like we Kindergarten need, Cops coming this year. I heard about that. We need Terminator. We, we need another T2. Commando. We need Commando. Yeah. We need Jingle All the Way. True Lies. True Lies. Yeah. yeah Eraser. Uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger. Have you seen End of Days? Not yet. I I, I thought I, I thought I saw End of Days, I and then I read the synopsis for it. I haven't seen that movie. I have it. I yeah. I remember I, I went through and cleaned up all my Schwarzenegger mm. stuff. I, I haven't watched them all yet. I'll tell you why I got mixed up. Because End of Days starts with an E and so does Eraser. So Eraser. Threw me fucking way off. <laughs> another, what's that other weird one with the weird cover with the glasses? Like the Sixth Day or Six Days? or something? Yes. What is that one called? And then there was the other one you were looking for. Red something. And uh, it, I don't remember. It's a movie. Red Heat? What's Not Red Heat. The, the other red one. The Red Heat's got a 4K, actually. That's, yeah, I have that one. Are the Conans on 4K? No, right? I don't know. That's I passed on those because I don't think I'd watch that. I'm actually not a huge fan of the Conans myself, but Arnold's awesome in it. What is Arnold? Not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we answered that question, don't you? Yeah, I think so. All right. Thanks, William. That was a great question. And then we have a next one that's from Shamrock Balls, and uh, he's going to be a little disappointed because he wrote, I had to pick the burger because it looks so good. Yeah, Damn you, Matt. <laughs> I'm starving now. And uh, he wrote, I haven't set the question in a while, so here's one. Being Halloween fans, what are your thoughts on Carpenter's follow-up, The Fog? Cheers, lads. Yeah, I know. He, I figured we'd break his heart on air. Uh... I'm not a big fan of The Fog, even though I own it on Blu-ray and 4K. I want to like it. So do I. I want to. I really do. Um, but that's this is my problem with Carpenter. With the exception of Halloween, I'm not a big Carpenter guy. Like, I I love John Carpenter. I love the idea of his movies. But I just every time I watch a John Carpenter movie, I'm like, huh. I didn't really like that. I don't know. I get that. There's, like, The Thing. I don't love The Thing. 
I don't love the fog. Um, I have to rewatch Escape from New York. I love Escape from New York. Did you get the 4K for that? No, I have the Shout. Might as well wait till Shocktober then and get it. I have the Shout Blu-rays of that and Escape from LA. Escape from LA is great. Did you watch In the Mouth of Madness? I think Not that's yet. a very underrated one. No, I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, and then you like the remake more of Assault on Precinct 13 than the original. And yeah. you just rewatched the remake and that I had just, a great time. Yeah. I, I gave it like four stars, four and a half stars. <laughs> I mean, Lawrence I love Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> no, I get that. Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the same thing. That, I put that in the neighborhood. I put that in the same camp as the uh, um, Taken Appell 1, 2, 3 remake. They're very similar, actually. Like, in as far as like they, they changed that 70s tone and turned into a more modern film, mm-hmm. like, much faster paced. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. I li- now the fog. John Carpenter said he's watching the original cut of the movie, and, and he, he felt sick. And even he didn't like. He it. didn't like it. So that there's some scenes added to make it pace better, but he still was not too too happy with how that movie came out. He considered it his first failure. Now I don't think the movie's a failure. I, there is some stuff in that movie I love. I love the effects with the actual fog and the monsters coming out. I just would like more of that. I just couldn't get behind the characters. I, I fe- love how Tom Atkins just... Every movie the fucking guy's in. Slings dick everywhere. Oh, my God. They just fall for him, too. Yeah, it's like, crazy. he doesn't even do much convincing. It's got to be the mustache. I guess. I don't know what it is. Oh, he was just throwing it around. I mean, and he's, women of all ages. He just yeah. grabs a six-pack of beer and just says, hey, let's do it. He Doesn't he sleep with Jamie Lee Curtis in this one? Yeah. Yeah. Picks her up on the side of the road. She asks if he's weird. And then they go back and... Uh, it's just that easy, huh? It's, yeah. Meanwhile, I can only convince two women. All right, whatever. It's fine. I guess yeah, everyone... Sub- telling you, don't, don't throw that one around. I just, it's just unbelievable. Like, pump, you know... Pump what, the number up, maybe? Or? I'm not going to lie to anyone. <laughs> I just don't understand. When you look this good, you would think that people would be flaunting over you. You would think. Right? That's you what I think. think. <laughs> I mean, this body don't come free. No. <laughs> All right. It's not. I know, well, you know what? Since we're talking about sex, Kevin L asked us, what are the most hilarious movie sex scenes ever? Hmm. First one that came right to mind, and actually somebody asked us to do a review of this, and it's not, I guess, sex, but uh, I was thinking of Grandma's boy when he's jerking off. Jerking off. Yeah, I can't stop. It feels so good. (laughs) Um, my first my first thought would be Zach Zach and Miri make a porno with the diarrhea. With the yeah, when uh, Jay Muse is banging the girl in the ass. And he pulls out, and he get, and then uh, Jeff Anderson gets sprayed with the, with the shit in the face. Yeah, that's pretty funny. This one isn't funny intentionally, but the scene from the Terminator, that sex scene, the, uh, where you watch, if you watch Linda Hamilton's face, yeah, I think he's hurting her. <laughs> you don't think so? Like she looks like she's in pain, and I, I mean, mean, Michael Bean's probably some hung. guys take that as a win. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> So I don't know, but that one, like with the the '80s music and the way she's just like, oh, like like she's pushing through. It's, yeah, I kind of laugh a little bit at that. Even though that's my favorite movie ever. I still, yeah, I, love, I like that. Um, hmm. Top Gun sex scene too is pretty fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the uh, like, you see the silhouettes. Yeah, and they shot that after because apparently Tom Cruise has no chemistry ever with women in movies. That's like the rumor. He's just very bad at chemistry with women. Huh. He's probably got bad chemistry with humans, based on what I see from Tom Hanks. Ah, uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's bad at girls. Bad at girls. He's yeah. just bad, I think, at communicating with humans, from what I understand. <laughs> okay. So, 
what else is a good one? I'm sure there's some good ones in slashers. Oh, there's probably some really funny ones. I'm trying to think uh, of comedies that have sex scenes. That would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, with Russell that, Brand? Yeah, with Russell Brand. But it's towards the end of the movie where they're... Fighting? Where, when they're fighting, but, you know, when they're, like, against the wall, like, they're trying to be louder than the person in the other room. Yeah. And then Russell Brand's just standing there like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, he doesn't understand. Meanwhile, earlier in the movie, he's got, like, a fucking pyramid yeah, underneath yeah, the girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a good one. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall has hysterical sex scenes. Uh, I love that movie. That movie is just hysterical. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic You've got movie. so many actors in that. Kristen yeah. Bell, even as the girl, as yeah. Sarah Marshall. It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Take my eyes, but not my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to sell you some weed, but as you know, since you called me here, I'm at my place of business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great movie. So let's move on to Kevin L's next question. And this one is, what are your favorite deep cut movies from these actors? I'm going to read them off to you. Robert De Niro, Denzel Washington, Jake Gyllenhaal, Al Pacino, Jessica Alba, Adam Sandler, and Jack Nicholson. Pass. You can't figure out an under. That's insane. I got That's an insane question. <laughs> okay, well then, while you think, I'm gonna bang out some my answers right now. For, okay. For all of these, for Robert De Niro, honestly, for De Niro, why don't you just say the fan? You just watched it. <laughs> mm. That's true. And it's Actually, Tony Scott. I, Tony Scott. Tony Scott. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you. Scottish. <laughs> He's not. He's British. <laughs> um. Yes, the fan yeah. for De Niro. There you go. John answered for me. That's definitely a deep cut because I never really even heard of that until recently. And that's a pretty good movie. Him and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. That's a fun little ride. Not what you would think it is, but it is, if that yeah. makes sense. Matt was surprised at how much baseball was in the bathroom he's getting. He has, you might have figured it out. Matt does not like sports. Not <laughs> a sports guy. I don't mind the sport. Like, I get, again, I didn't mind the sports in the movie. Didn't think they needed to put that much in it. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. My pick for De Niro is uh, That Boy's Life with him and Leonardo DiCaprio. So I don't know never if you ever heard of that. Never heard of that. He plays Maybe. Leonardo DiCaprio's stepfather. He plays a monster, actually. And for uh, Denzel, I'm going with Flight. Not many Flight. people know Flight. That's Robert Zemeckis directed that movie. For a long when that movie first came out, I said that's Denzel's best performance. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. Absolutely love Flight. It's a little bit different of a Denzel performance because he plays... I don't want to spoil it for Matt, really, because he hasn't seen it. So I'm not going to say too, too much, but check out Flight. Um, fall, let me answer my Denzel. Now, would you consider Fallen a deep cut? Denzel? Absolutely. I don't know how many people know Fallen. Yeah, because I never heard it until I just looked at my Denzel filmography because Denzel is pretty much my favorite. A Bone Collector I just watched also. That one, because he he's uh, paralyzed the, the whole movie. Angelina yeah. Jolie's doing the work while yeah. he's basically... That was a, That's a good one, too. I remember watching that on VHS. I, I saw that in school. And uh, I took a... Um, forensics class yeah and i would they say either this. fallen or the bone collector for uh denzel jake gyllenhaal i can only think of one and this is probably one that you probably forgot about bubble boy bubble boy do you remember bubble boy vaguely but he was in that he's the bubble boy that's really yeah i was young that's no. jake that's why i figured that one would surprise you yeah wow he's the bubble boy huh <laughs> no shit yep that's why I picked that one. Now, Al Pacino, I, I had a hard time. Does Al Pacino really have some movies that pe many people don't know about? Um, what's the one with him and uh, Robin Williams? Him and Robin Williams? The, um, unless I'm an idiot. What's the Insomnia? 
Oh my God, you're right. That is it's, him. And that's Alvin. Pacino, right? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that's a good call. Yeah. Damn, I forgot about that zombie. That's I always forget that's in Nolan's a Nolan movie. It doesn't feel like Christopher Nolan made right. that movie. Yeah. It feels so generic. It's weird. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, that, that's a great call. Yeah. Wow. I was gonna say any given Sunday, which you will never see because it's a football movie. Nope. And I think Ridley Scott directed that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there aliens playing football? <laughs> there wasn't. This one I can't get. Missed opportunity. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba? I can't name a Jessica Alba. I was going to... Uh, Deep Cut? Deep Cut. I Just give me a cut. I'm not um, too familiar with Jessica Alba's I, work. The first two to come to mind would either be Idle Hands or um, Into the Blue with Paul Walker. Seen both of those. Didn't even realize she was in it. Uh, and I love Into the Blue. She's the hot chick mm. in both of those. Uh, there was something else that Jessica Alba I, very young in... I can't remember. She was in a movie. She was she was pretty young in Idle Hands. She was definitely young if she was in that. I didn't even realize she was in that. Yeah, she was the girl. Ah, I just forget. I don't know why. Jessica Alba, I mean. Ah. I love Jessica Alba. I know you do. I know yeah. you do. I'm just not too familiar with her work. I mean, she was in a show in the 90s. I think it's a remake of a movie. It starts with an F. I remember I watched it and I was on strike at my job. Hmm. Uh, Adam Sandler, I'm going to go with Uncut Gems. Okay. That uh, came out a few years ago from the Safdie Brothers. Uh, I don't know how many people have seen that movie, but it is fantastic. And it's Adam Sandler not doing a comedy. Serious role. I definitely could say recommend that one. If you want to see him do another serious role with him and Don Shield, rain on me. I just collected a lot of Adam Sandler you did. stuff recently, too, and I'm drawing a blank. Um, Mr. Deeds, but that's... To me, that was a deep cut because I never really, I never watched really Mr. Deeds. Well, that kind of like came and went. It like came out. Wasn't there something else I just watched with Adam Sandler? Did you watch Click yet? No, not Click. The Water Boy? I got that. That's not a, that's, that's like. No, that's probably one of the most popular, right? That has to be. Um. Oh, speaking of Adam Sandler and a uh, movie that no one really brings up, I love Bulletproof with him and Damon Wayans. I think mm. that movie's fantastic, and I looked up the reviews for it, and people hated it. I just picked that up. I haven't watched that yet. Um, what's the other one? Airheads? Airheads with him and Never Brendan Fraser that. and Steve Buscemi. Oh, and that's that an expensive great. Blu-ray now. Yeah, and I ugh, I don't know why that doesn't have a 4K. Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler, and it's a good movie. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe Brendan Fraser coming back. They're like, oh, let's uh, uh, put this out, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Now, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is one of my favorite actors of all time. Mm. Um, Deep Cuts, you know, the guy really picked and chose his roles where that he's not really in too many, like, movies that kind of... Yeah, he's very underrated (laughs) in Batman. I was actually going to say, and this was kind of combined with Adam Sandler, is uh, Anger Management. Mm. Nobody ever talks about that comedy. I haven't seen that. That movie's really, really funny. And Jack Nicholson doesn't phone it in. (laughs) I feel like I I wasn't at the right age when that came out, and it just slipped by. Mm. I I I actually don't even own that. I have to pick that up and check that one. No, that one's really funny. I like that movie a lot. I gotta check that out. So, any of these you want to jump in on? Do you have any underrated Jack Nicholson's, Pacino's, Alba's? I gave you the Pacino and you did an Alba. You did give me an Alba. You got more Alba than me. I'll give you that because I, ugh, I don't know. But I like Jessica Alba. Kevin, I hope we answered your question. That was, was a good. I'm, I wish I could think of something that I was just, I just saw or was talking about, like a very young Jessica Alba. Look up her filmography. Right okay, there. yeah, I can do that. Oh, wait. It's gonna be an early Jessica Alba movie that. I want to say the movie Flounder, but I know that's not correct. Mm-mm. So I'm going to read them off to you. Fantastic Four, Dark Angel, Sin City, Honey, Into the Blue, Good huh. Luck Chuck. I didn't realize that was her. I like Good Luck Chuck, though. Good Luck Chuck. That's with, uh, what's his name? Dane Cook. Dane Cook, yep. 
There was that, and yeah, that might have been. Yeah, I think that was the one because I listened to Dane Cook on the Steve O podcast. And it has to be because none of these other. And he movies. got to hook up with Dan, with Jessica Alba. Like, damn, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she was in Never Been Kissed. I never seen. And Honey, I remember I had a poster for Honey in my room when I was a kid. When we used to get the uh, the movie posters from Video City. Yeah, I because I, I recognized the poster when I saw it. I definitely never saw the movie though. Oh, I never saw it, but Jessica Alba's on the cover. Mm. In a belly shirt, so I'm like, okay. I'll hang that on, on the cover. As a fucking 16 year old boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, bad. Okay. So that was an intimidating question that I ended up answering. You did good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like to spring them on you. And then Lorenzo Harris, man of God, he wrote, I gotta go with nachos. Well, you got lucky, Lorenzo. We did nachos, and they were delicious. Pretty good. Also, who are Six you? Six out of ten. <laughs> who are some of your and John's favorite 80s and 90s action movie villains of all time? Time. 80s and 90s action movie villains. Well, the, my favorite 80s mm. action movie villain has to be the Terminator just by default. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> How did I not think of that? I immediately thought of, yeah, 100%. I wasn't even going to say that. Like when I saw the first, the first person that actually popped in my mind was Hans Gruber. That was, that's exactly who I was just about to say. I was about to say Hans Gruber and then you said the Terminator. I'm like, uh, duh. I would have, I wouldn't have said it if we weren't just talking about the yeah. Terminator. I would have slipped my mind. Yeah. Because you know why? We don't think of him as the villain. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's wow. the hero. No shit. <laughs> um, hmm. And then us. Who else? Who else? The 80s were filled with villains. Um, what's his name from Back to the Future? Well, I guess if we're talking villain. Well, Although you consider Freddy Krueger right. a villain. Right, that's like, what I was saying. Would you consider the, the slasher movies villains? You know, They're the stars. Yeah, like, they're not. When I think villain, it's more of like a, a, a hero movie. Yeah, you know? like, like the hero versus so villain. So I love um, Jim Carrey's Riddler in Batman Forever. Yeah, that's a good villain and, from the 90s. Yeah, you know, that's a good villain. Um, all the Batman villains are pretty good. I mean... I, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. You That's know? ridiculous. Uh, what do you what, mean? You don't like that? Oh, I love it, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say Jeremy Irons in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is great. Okay, yes. I like yes. him, and that movie's good. Uh, what other 90s ones? 90s are harder as far as villains. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones in Under Siege is great, uh, even though Steven Seagal's an asshole, but I like that movie. Yeah, I liked his Two-Face also in Batman Forever. You mean the Joker? Because that's all it was, was just a Joker impression. That is not Two-Face. You liked him, his performance of Tommy Lee Jones? How was that not? He was just doing a fuck. He's just no, like, he, he wasn't. He wasn't, wasn't doing as well. Uh, do you, are you familiar with Two-Face? Yeah, I'm familiar with Two-Face. And I don't feel like that was a... I think that Aaron Eckhart did a way better Two-Face. And, and the Batman the Animated Series did a way better Two-Face. Darth Vader. Well, technically that counts, because he did have a movie come out in the 80s. Yeah. Two movies, actually, because both Empire and that. Yeah. And then what else came? What other 90s villains? Do you count Ghostface as a villain? I guess technically he's a villain in Scream. Yeah, I guess so. But again, I I don't I don't really think the slasher movies are con- like a villain. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like Star Wars Darth vi- Vader is, is the, the villain. villain. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the superhero movies. The Joker is the villain. So yeah. it's... When like you break that. it down like that, like it's not like a gray area. Like they're just they're bad. Yeah, you know? I mean in that case, you got to go with the Joker. 
yeah. And Jack Nicholson's Joker is one of the best villains ever. Had we we danced around all of that and we forgot to say Jack Nicholson and the Joker. Yeah. Never never rub another man's robar. I have no fucking clue what that is. No. But don't do it. All right, we're going to move on. Thanks, Lorenzo. That was a great question. I hope you enjoyed the nachos. <laughs> and this one is from Matt Mead. How anyone could not choose nachos is beyond me. Wow. But hey, that's a democracy, baby. John, you and I have very similar taste in movies, so you have good taste, Matt. As we know, WB is celebrating 100 years and releasing some special films on 4K. I love the Golden Ages releases, but I don't understand why Cool Hand Luke and Rebel Without a Cause are receiving both slipcover and steelbook editions, but the Maltese Falcon only receives a slipcover edition in the States. What's up with that? It's a landmark film and not just in the noir genre. Curious on your input, buddy. Love you guys. Well, this surprised me too. While you answer that, I'm going to tend to continue. Okay. You can bring me back down another beer as well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't understand that. I actually said in the video, and if you look, you can see I still left in a little section with me saying that there was a steelbook because there is a steelbook, I think, from Zavi, but it's not U.S. release only, and I was looking it up, and I was like, yeah, wow, that was the only one that didn't get a U.S. release steelbook, and I... Just like you, I don't understand why. Uh, they also released the Maltese Falcon and Cool Hand Luke on the same week, which just doesn't seem smart because you got to figure that most people, I mean, I'm insane and I just, I'm fast and loose with a credit card and I got them both. And to do reviews for you guys, I figured, hey, it gives me an excuse to watch the movies. It helps you guys to go see the movies. And I thought, hey, I'll grab, I'll grab them both. But I was going to grab them both on Steelbook, but they only had Cool Hand Luke and Rebel Without a Cause on Steelbook, so then I just got the regular slipcover version of the Maltese Falcon. But yeah, I don't understand. I feel like they probably felt like most people don't know the Maltese Falcon, and they're probably going to... Cool Hand Luke's a very famous movie, and if you've never seen it, you've definitely heard lines from it. Whereas the Maltese Falcon's from 1941. It's not as popular, you know, in the noir genre. It's the one that started it all. Stop it. You didn't bring me down another beer, you fuck. I completely forgot. I know you did. I'll get it after anyway. But anyway, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. My my reasoning is I just felt like they probably saw it as a money thing. They probably didn't think they could sell enough of those on Steelbook. I know I would have grabbed it. It sounds like you would have grabbed it too. So my best guess is they just didn't see the money signs on it. Hmm. It's usually how that works. But it doesn't make sense that... I felt like this year there are three big releases where Maltese Falcon, Cool Hand Luke, and Rebel Without a Cause from their classic catalog. It's weird that only two of the three got steelbooks. Why not just do all three? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's related to money. If you had to guess, what would you say? Maybe you just not even have a dog in the fight. I know my Black Adam has that 100th anniversary WB on there. Well, they all have that, but they don't have... I'm talking about steelbooks. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? Sit this one out. Yeah, like I said, this, mm -hmm. this doesn't really pertain to me that way. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and we're going to ask the next question. This is a quick question. This is from Spiny Lobster Man, and it's a request for you, Matt. He okay. said, can you do a review for the Underworld box set? I have it as well. Mine costs fifty four ninety nine. LOL. So he either got it at release or got a smoking deal. Yeah, because uh, you spent over 100 right? I think I spent like 120 on mine because I, I think it's out of print. No, while you talk about that, I'll check to see if it's on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, see if it's on Amazon, because I remember, it just right off the rip one day, I was like, oh, I wonder if Underworld. You did that on this show. Yeah, and I found it, and it was, I think I paid Still it. Still out of print. It, it is, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I paid... 149 is what it's going for. Yeah, I for. think I paid 120 for it. I have the Resident Evil box set also, which is the same thing. Uh, that one, I, I think I paid normal $60, $70 price. But 54 bucks, that's, that's a fantastic deal for that. Uh, I still have not cracked that open. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm, I have not even enough time to finish the Marvel stuff right now. So after Guardians comes out, which is next month sometime... <laughs> Then I'll jump into uh, the Underworld stuff. All right. We'll do this review. And he asked me a question as, all, as well. And he said, question for John. That is me. Oh, wait. I'm going to do that again. Question for John. That's me. Did you get that? Amanda show? Amanda show. There you go. How long does it usually take you to edit a video? And what do you edit with? Well, I use Adobe Premiere Pro. And depending on the video, so for like new 4K reviews, that takes about two hours. And then this show takes about five to six hours to edit because it's longer. So I have to cut out all the dead air anytime Matt does something stupid, anytime I do something stupid, which happens a lot. Uh, I try while I'm doing it to make it easier for me to edit, but I still get slipped up on my words and everything like that because mm. we don't read. I can't. My eyes aren't the best. I can't read from notes or anything, so I have to memorize everything going into the review. Right, yeah, and uh, I just shoot from the hip as well. So. Mm -hmm. And that shows when I edit it because Matt will sit there for like 30 <laughs> seconds just thinking about what to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it makes it a little bit harder. So Yeah, thank God because I hated editing. Yeah, Matt. When we hated. first started, we both were, we were both editing our own videos and man, I fucking hated it. I, I was not a fan of the editing. I And then he was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll edit that video. I'm like, really? And then he's like, yeah, if you want, I'll just edit them all. I said, yeah, I want that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I like editing. It, it, it's fun. It's like, like putting everything together and then just like knowing where to cut, like adding clips in. Like I, It all just comes to me while I'm going. I don't ever really go in with a plan when I start a video. I just kind of, as I'm going, that's why you'll see like little different transitions. I'm like, oh, that look cool. Well, that's just usually what I do. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for asking that. I never get to you talk. And you edit that on what an iMac or what yeah, you call it? I have uh, it was not the regular iMac, the step above. I bought it last year for the channel actually. Uh, we've said this before, but me and Matt put everything on credit cards. This whole business is right now. It's currently in a a hole of debt because we buy everything out of pocket. We don't get review copies or anything like that. But I bought a computer specifically for editing, and that's really all that computer gets used for is for editing. That and porn. No, no, not for porn, unfortunately, because that one, that room is really small and there's three windows in it. No one is going to watch you uh, polish your knob. You never know. I'm fucking handsome, like mm. I said. <laughs> so I hope I answered that spiny lobster, man, but that was a great question. Thanks for letting me talk about editing. I, I, I don't know, like, before I started YouTube, I used to take that for granted, how people put videos out. It's a lot of work to edit a video and put it up. It it's really, fun. it is. You, if you don't like it, like Matt was didn't like it, it, it could be a chore, a real hard chore. Big but time. Oh, thankfully, yeah. I usually like it, unless it's like a movie like I didn't want to see and I'm just reviewing it. Then even editing, it's like, ah, it's, it's, it's a sludge. But, you know, it's part of the job. And we're going to move on to our last question of the day. And this is a fun one, so I wanted to ask this one last. And it's from John Doe Juggalo. And he wrote, my question this week is about collection organization. How do you guys organize your collection? Am I an animal for only separating by format, by mixing my steelbooks with slips and non-slips? 
No, I don't think you're an animal. Because I curate my collection very I'm, strange. I'm curious what he means by, by form. So he keeps his Blu-rays and 4K separate? Yeah, I think that's what it sounds like. And that, But he still mingles like slipcovers and steelbooks. Because I curate my co collection. It, it's kind of all over the place. Like I try and take directors and put them together in the genre that they're probably most known for. So like my Spielberg movies are just in front of the uh, action section because and in between action and sci-fi because I feel like Jurassic Park, E.T., Indiana Jones all fall into that. So we're actually pretty similar. I used to be 100% alphabetical. I would keep all the A's together, all the B's, C's, D's, and it just got a little um, too much once the collection got too big. So now I went to more of a blockbuster style where I think I have four four section four or five genre sections so i have documentary um yeah so i go documentary to action uh action to comedy the to, family right well I, all right so comedy and then right after comedy i have all my kevin smith and quentin tarantino stuff and then that goes into drama so I have Kevin Smith and Tarantino in between comedy and drama, and then after drama goes family. Then I have ba, 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 you have fam a whole fast section, huh? Family, what? You talking about family, Fast and Furious? Yeah, yes. <laughs> family and goes into horror. After horror, we have sci-fi, and then after sci-fi, we have superheroes. Because mm. okay. I have. A, Almost an entire shelf of superheroes. Which is crazy. Star Wars, yeah, it goes. It I goes actually, I have a half a shelf. It of goes sci fi, and then my entire bottom shelf is Star Wars, Batman, the Marvel stuff, the X Men stuff, and then DC Ooh. and assorted superheroes. Stuff. Like Blade and stuff like that? Yep. Yeah, um, for the, I pretty much have it set up exactly the same way as you. The only thing is, I have some subsections like that are like Kino Lorber. I keep all their 4Ks together in one section because they like literally are uniform. They all have the same slip cover. Same thing with Criterion. They all have the same like outside of it. So when you line them all up, they yeah, look good together. Yeah, all uniform. So I, but only for those two. I don't have them for Scream Factory and Arrow or anything like that. Those kind of I'll just put in the regular genre. I like how they look when you do do that. However, it, it just, it's too much. You know, it, if you had more room and more shelves, then maybe. But, um... All the Blu-rays, the 4Ks, the slipcovers, the steelbooks, it's all mixed in. Yeah, me you know, too. It's just alphabetical order in each genre, and my only really subsections would be my Kevin Smith and Tarantino, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, other than those, Keanu Lorber and the Criterions, all my stuff, 4K, steelbook, slipcover, non-slipcover, they're all Blu-ray, 4K, they're all mixed in in the genre that they're supposed to be in mm -hmm. and it's alphabetized in the, those genres so after i get past all my drama sections subsections like i think i have up top there i have my columbia classic sets facing out and the Kino lorbers and then it goes just into regular drama and then at the end of the drama i have my criterions which will then lead into um horror now would you say drama and thriller are in the same i would put thriller with horror thriller with horror yeah hmm because, like, think about it. Red Eye and uh, Silence of the Lambs, they float that line. Horror thriller. Those, both of those I have in the horror section. However, I have stuff like Training Day. Uh, well, well yeah. that's not much of a really thriller. I guess that's, that would be a drama thriller. But, like, some of the Denzel stuff, like Bone Collector and um, Fallen. Like, those are 
thrillers. Fallen's almost a horror movie. It's definitely a thriller, though, yeah, but, like, yeah. But I, I labeled them, I put them in the drama section. Yeah, well, Denzel's in it, so you kind of yeah. do that. And John Goodman, so. But I think that's going to do it for us this week on Let's Talk Physical Media. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I'm sure Matt does, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you guys want to leave us some questions for next week's episode, you can do that in the comments section below. Any foods you want to recommend to us, anything you want to say in the comments section below, feel free. While you're down there, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, search for us on all podcast services, give us a five-star rating, and then after you're done doing all that, just go out and tell your friends about us, and we'll be seeing you around.